What does it look like for you to live your best life? What would you be doing? Who would you surround yourself with? And where would you be? These are some of the questions we are going to think about today in this first ever song and story episode. You will hear an amazing song from a multi-talented musician who will give us the inspiration to live our best life. You're listening to The Positively Delighted Show, episode number five. Welcome to the Positively Delighted Show. I'm your host, Kelsey Henry, and in this podcast, we'll be creating a positive mindset through inspirational interviews, music, stories, and exercises for building happy habits. Welcome to episode number five. I'm really excited to share today's episode with you because it is the first ever song and story episode on the Positively Delighted Show. Music is very powerful, and it can connect us to certain emotions and feelings. Not only is music a huge passion of mine, but I believe that it is a great tool that we can use to fast-track our way to the life that we want. And today's interview totally embodies this idea because it features the song, I Want to Live My Life, by the incredibly talented songwriter and photographer, Joe Hendricks. Joe is another amazing person that I have met from the RV Entrepreneur Summit where he was traveling around the country with his wife and son in an Airstream trailer, seeking adventure and taking photos of beautiful landscapes along the way. He is intensely creative and has a passion for teaching others who have a dream of being a professional photographer. Most people in our community know Joe as a talented wedding and landscape photographer, but many don't know about his songwriting skills, and I really wanted to highlight this and all aspects of Joe's creativity in today's episode. Joe posted this song in our RV Entrepreneur Facebook community, and I was in tears when I first heard it. The song is an anthem for living your best life, and I can't wait to share it with you. I hope this interview will give you the inspiration and courage to follow your dreams wherever that may take you. So let's get into the interview with Joe Hendricks. Joe, thank you so much for being on the show today. It is my pleasure. I'm so excited to talk to you. I know that we met at the RV Entrepreneur Summit 2017. Oh, I, you're wearing your shirt right now. Yes, I am. I just noticed that. Own your day. Own your day. That's great. I almost <laughs> wore my Never Stand Still shirt today. So that's you know, I didn't even plan for that. <laughs> that's really funny. I didn't. Well, I didn't notice it until I just like, oh, wait a second. That looks familiar. <laughs> I saw the mountains. Yes, that's so funny. So we met last year. And you played at, did you play at the campfire? No, I just sang Friends in Low Places and made a fool out of myself. I remember that. I remember you, oh, you didn't make a fool out of yourself. I remember you I remember played that. making a fool out of myself. <laughs> I don't remember you making a fool out of yourself. I mean, if you did, I did too, because I sang along. A great time. I remember you singing because you sang for a while uh, at one of the events before mm-hmm. everything went down. Yes. I, I played at the great. wine tasting. Yes. Yes. And really you were... Good. Thank you. And then you were taking photos the whole time and they were amazing. And then the year two, you came back as the official photographer for RVE. Yeah. Heath and Alyssa asked me to uh, photograph the whole entire thing and I jumped at the opportunity. Yes. And it's so much fun. I know we had our own little photo shoot, so that was so much fun. I love my photos from that. Still going to use those. Actually using it for the cover art of this podcast. Oh, good. That's awesome. So with that, I feel like everyone at the summit and then all of our friend group, they know you pretty well as Joe Hendricks, 
the photographer, the amazing wedding photographer, landscape photographer, all about photography, but we don't really know much about Joe Hendrix, the songwriter here. Yeah, well, a songwriter is what I wanted to do for a very long time. In fact, I moved to Nashville to be a songwriter and did that for five years. And uh, what you don't know is I got a little cut on a reality show called Tuckerville. I wrote the theme song for that. And then then after that, my life just kind of changed, you know, and I met Rhonda and I just stopped songwriting, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I went into the photography world and I yeah. kind of looked back, but it's, it's always been a dream of mine. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just so interesting. Cause I mean, I know that you had mentioned it when we were at the summit this year and we talked a bit about it and then you, you posted this song in our Facebook group mm-hmm. and everyone was listening to it. And then I think you tagged me in it and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like crying. Cause I listened to the song. It's so beautiful. And so I think that's kind of a first look for a lot of us in our community of like seeing Joe Hendricks, the songwriter. And so I really just, I, I wanted to interview you to talk more about this song and how it relates to your life. So can you tell me a bit about that song? Yeah. So the song is, I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was either going to be, I want to live my life or I want to see it all. And yeah. I, I want to live my life. And it starts out with, there's a heart beating inside of me that longs to be wild and free. Yeah. And I wrote that line at the 2017 uh, RV Entrepreneur Summit. Mm-hmm. Oh, love and it. I, was, I was in the Airstream and I was like, and I knew that our travels were about to come to an end because mm-hmm. we were taking care of my mother-in-law yeah. in Texas. And my heart was just... Like, I was sad, but I loved what we had experienced for a whole entire year on the road. Yeah. And I just didn't want to see it come to an end. And then for some reason, I felt like finishing it uh, after going to the 2018 RV mm-hmm. uh, Entrepreneur Summit. So, uh, and it, it just came full circle. I just, I don't know, I didn't have the heart to finish it at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It was just something that you needed to kind of sit with. Yeah. Totally. I want to, I love my music to flow absolutely natural. Mm-hmm. Some songs are written in three hours and some are written in three or five years. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Do, do you ever feel like if you try to force a song, it just, you just don't like it? Yes. Like, yes. I, don't, I don't like that line. It just, it sounds like I just made that up just to finish it. Yeah. Well, you're probably a lot like me. You have recordings of old songs mm-hmm. that have really bad lyrics in it that you've changed since then. <laughs> like, uh, that's, that one line. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was terrible. I'm like, oh, that's a bad <laughs> rhyme. Like, oh gosh, I rhymed door with floor. Oh, why did I <laughs> that's do that? Okay. That's okay. It works. <laughs> yeah. For for those who don't know, because I know I'm like going into like RV community talk, because I mean we have like our little group. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about like how long you've been on the road? What made you decide to live full time in an RV? Well, we we're on the road full time for a whole entire year, a little bit over. And we had lived in our Airstream for about two years mm-hmm. straight. Okay. And the reason so you did stationary we, for a while then. Yeah. First. We were stationary for a whole year in Texas. Okay. In fact, where I am right now is where we were stationary. Okay. So we went out on a trip in a minivan and I saw my wife nice. come alive and I saw my son just having the time of his life. And I said, well, I want this all the time. So I prayed a lot and I thought, well, how can I experience this all the time and see this in my wife? And um, <laughs> I don't know why, but an Airstream popped into my head 
so I started pursuing that and then we started researching living on the road full time and uh, we made it happen. So, and I can't believe we were able to make it for a whole year because we didn't make a whole lot of money. We're not the best at the business (laughs) side of it. Well, that's amazing though. I mean, you just have this feeling and like being able to identify that like Rhonda was so happy. You're like, okay, I love, I love to see this in her. I love to see this in my wife and my son. And I want more of that. People to identify that. Well, because when you live your life every single day and and you let your life kind of run you, you end up watching TV at night, you know, going through Netflix and going through all the series and you're not really doing anything for yourself. Yeah. That's what we wanted to do. That was a change we wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's so amazing. And so how does that factor into this song now where you are in this stage of your life? So right now we've been in one place for about a year and a half now mm-hmm. living in the Airstream and we have a buyer and we're actually selling it okay. on in about two weeks. Oh my goodness. Life changes. Yeah. yeah, I know. But we're talking to some companies about going out in their RVs nice. and kind of sponsoring us. And cool. No, we still want to travel. Mm-hmm. We want to travel so bad. Like yeah. we can't even contain ourselves. We just don't want to do it in a hundred thousand dollar Airstream. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> I mean, they're great in photos, but yeah, oh, yeah. That price tag. <laughs> That's yeah, so we'll get a little cheaper this time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, w- can you play the song for us? And sure, I would love to. This? Yes, I'm so excited. I like I said, I was like in tears listening to this. I appreciate that. I hope every RVer can relate to it. You know. There's a heart beating inside of me that longs to be wild and free to go wherever the wind may blow and travel out into the wild unknown where life is lived every day and moments take your breath away. Oh, I can't wait finally see the whole wide world in front of me oh i want to live my life i want to live my life with passion i've never known where it's okay to be alone and no possessions are keeping me from living the life that was meant to be oh i want to live my life i want to live my life before it falls apart or i feel the stop of my beating heart I know I need to make a change if I want to live for today. Oh, I want to live my life with courage and passion and love. I want to live my life and never give in or give up. I want to live 
my life and know that it's more than enough. I want to live my life. Yay! <laughs> That's so beautiful. I love this song so much. Thank you. <laughs> I love singing it. I'm addicted yeah. to singing it. Well, good. I mean, so I just want to say when you're when you're playing this song, how does it make you feel? Makes me feel alive. Absolutely alive. And it's saying everything that I want to say. And um, yeah, I love singing it. Just, yeah. Oh, just fills me up. I feel like with, with that type of song where it's inspirational, you're like, this is the way I want to live my life. I mean, when you're singing it, you are, you are imagining the life you want to live. I feel like you're kind of propelling yourself there so much faster. Totally. Yeah, totally. You know, and, and I thought about, like, as I was writing the second verses, the reason I was able to write it after this last RV Entrepreneur Summit mm-hmm. is because I talked to people like you and uh, Jill Sosa and, and some other people who like live alone and, you know, on the road and they like living alone. I was mm-hmm. like, that, you know, there's no other thing that can make you like just feel comfortable and alive mm-hmm. by yourself than being out on the open road and like seeing nature and being with God and just like everything all, all in one. Like it's absolutely amazing. And just, you know, all the people who just travel by themselves. I like, I wish I would have known about it when I was <laughs> not married and like, and just like just single and traveling, just kind of seeing what it was like. I mean, I love it being as a family too, but like, yeah, I bet it's absolutely inspirational being out there by yourself and like traveling. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say I was so inspired with talking with Jacqueline and with Catherine from the summit. And I have an interview with Jacqueline about, cool. I mean, Jacqueline has been living in her, her, like she has this truck and she's been living in it since September by mm. herself and traveling all the way from Seattle down to Texas and back. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, I have all these questions. Like, how do you safely sleep at night? And like, where do you pee? And like, what are you eating? You know, all these like very <laughs> basic things. And cause I mean, I have, I have done so much RVing like with my family, but I've n- I hadn't really done a whole lot like RVing. I hadn't done any RVing by myself. I'd done trips and stuff, but I'd never done RVing. So yeah. it just, it blew my mind. So we really had this great conversation about like, she was afraid, but you know, you, you lean into your fears to discover your own kind of brave. Yeah, that's a really good point because you think the fear just keeps you from doing all these things that you want to do in life. Yeah. And it's crazy. Once you get out there, I remember the first time boondocking with my family. I was checking out the window every five seconds. Yeah. But the more I traveled, the more I realized that the people that are on the road traveling all the time are people just filled with euphoria. I mean, like they're, they're filled with good thoughts and good vibes and they're healthy because they're out there making it happen, you know? Yeah, I, it's just so interesting because, I mean, my whole life I've always been like, oh, my gosh, I need to, like, triple check my car, make sure someone doesn't steal it. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I lived out of a, a minivan the past month with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we lived in our car. Everything I owned was in that car. And, like, I wanted to make sure it was locked. But I also was like, if stuff gets stolen, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to have to tell all my clients that, like, my stuff got stolen and their stuff's not going to get done. Are they, right. can they be mad at me for that? Yeah. But like, is there anything I can do? No. 
<laughs> like there's not, there's like, why worry if it's locked, there's nothing else I can do. That's right. Yeah. So. But I mean, you, you know, you can prepare and have backups and all that stuff, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm like, okay, if I'll, I'll like upload my stuff to the cloud. I'll, you know, do this, this, and this. I'm not just going to leave it unlocked. I'm not going to leave it out. But like, if I've done everything in my power to protect myself, there's, I don't need to worry over it at that point. Right. That's right. So (laughs) interesting. So with this, with this song and you talk about how you want to live your life. So I'm just curious, Mm -hmm. like, what does it look like for you to live your best life? For me to live, yeah. to live my best life. What does your best life look like? I mean, you, you talked about like, you know, like I want to live with courage and with love. What does that look like to you? I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Yeah. So just and free dreaming, anything so it, possible. If I was free dreaming and I had a primary aim for my life, which I read, read out of my e-entrepreneur book or whatever. Yeah. Um, my dream would be to travel and take landscapes all the time mm-hmm. and then send those landscapes back to a warehouse that I own mm-hmm. where we print all of our own stuff and we have a sales team and a marketing team and they, you know, get their stuff out there to people. You know, that would be my dream. I would yeah. absolutely love that because that gives me the ability to be creative. Um, you know, the reason I'm a songwriter and a photographer is because I have to be creative. If I'm yeah. not creative, like, I'm just like, you must just kill me now because I just, it's just, it pours out of me all the time and I, I have to do it. So that's what I do in my free time is I do the songwriting, but that mm-hmm. would be my dream. Yeah. And songwrite along the way too. So. Well, I think it's, it's interesting. Like as a creative, I mean, do you feel like with, I mean, with your photos and with your music, obviously you're creative. But then it's almost like you have to have all these other hats to make it successful. And so to be successful, you have to also like look away from your passion, which is, it's just kind of this weird balance. It's, it's totally weird and awkward and I hate it. Like I hate having to do the, the sales and the marketing and the advertising. And uh, luckily I have a wife that does the numbers and everything for me. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, gosh, if I didn't have her, I would be on the street somewhere writing songs <laughs> probably or taking pictures or street photography. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, but when your creative passions take off and somebody mm-hmm. takes notice of it, yeah. and you have somebody who says, hey, I want to do something with this. Mm-hmm. I think that's when people really catapult their careers yeah. because they focus on what they love to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I've been thinking about that a lot too because, you know, you have to think about like, what, okay, what is your passion? And I identified, okay, my passion in life right now in this moment is I want to feel free in all areas of my life. And what does that mean? Well, I want to be making a living from my passions. And if I'm not doing my passions, I won't feel free. But it, you have to find that line between, okay, well, if my passion is to do this, then I have to do all these other things I don't like doing, like emailing. So like, let me ask you a question. Is okay. your passion music and songwriting and singing? Or what is your passion? Um, I actually, I have it, have it up here. Uh, my, I have a purpose statement that I created. And cool. it says, my purpose is to use my positivity and creativity to encourage and inspire others to live a life full of delight, laughter, and fun. That's awesome. I like that. And I, I heard someone recently <laughs> say if you are to inspire others in a certain way, cause I say like, I want to inspire others. 
you have to be what you want to inspire. So in order to inspire others to live a life full of delight, laughter, and fun, you have to live a life full of delight, laughter, and fun. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's so funny as you're reading that, our motto for the giving print Mm -hmm. was to share the beauty of God's creation with everyone to see in a way that brings hope to others. Yeah. You know, kind of similarities there where like, you know, we both want to give hope to other Mm -hmm. people and like inspire them, you know? Yeah. Can you talk about what the giving print idea is and what you hope to use that for maybe in the future? Yeah, the giving print's on a break right now, but what it is is every time you buy a picture, you get two, one for yourself and one to give to someone else. And the reason it's on hold is because explaining that to people through a website uh, turned out to be a little difficult. And every single person I came up to, I had to explain it to. And that was brought to my attention by some people from the RV summit um, because, you know, everybody's helping each other out. Mm -hmm. If you haven't gone to the RV summit, you need to book your tickets for next year. They're available. RVE 2019. There you go. And we don't know where it is yet, but it will motivate you big time. Yeah. And it'll sell out fast. So buy your tickets. It will definitely. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, So I've had to refocus Mm -hmm. my, uh, creative attention uh, in a different direction, which is teaching people photography and working on my landscape. Yeah. So I'm curious, just kind of talking through this, like what part was difficult for people to understand with the message? Because it's it's kind of like the Tom's model, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. instead of the company being the one that gives it away, you essentially get two and then you give one to a friend. Right. Well, the first thing that always caught everybody's surprise is that they got two. Yeah. Yeah. you know, they always wanted the one picture because mm-hmm. they liked the picture. And then I told them, well, you have two, you know, one to give to someone else. Mm-hmm. And you can see their brains start thinking, well, who am I going to give it to? Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's just one more step that mm-hmm. people didn't want to have to do. They just wanted a picture <laughs> on the I, wall. I'm wondering if too, because I know that when I was looking at the photos, I was like, well, I love this one. Then I really love that one. I, and then when I picked one out, I'd get another one. I'd be like, oh, well, I want to give this to someone else, but I also really like this photo. So if I want to yeah. get two, I just got two. So do I need to buy another one to get yeah. one? So, there you go. You, you see the, uh, the confusion right there. <laughs> yeah. So I think part of it was like, I, I wonder if maybe like if, you, if they picked out a photo and then they got a double of the same one, then they'd be like, okay, now I have two of the same thing. I can shoot. Because like when you get a, like maybe how some people... They're like, if you buy, uh, one of the selling tactics I heard for albums is like, if you buy one, you get another one for a friend. It's like, okay, when well, I have two, I don't need two of the same thing. So I'm right. going to give a friend. So maybe something there. Yeah. You know, it's like spreading the love. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Yeah. yeah I just, like, I, like I'm, I'm really into the band Midland right now. Okay. Country band. And if I got two, I would totally give the other one to somebody else. But like, you got to hear this. Yeah. Like, this is awesome you know, yeah. in your life. Yeah. No, I, I love the idea of the giving print because I mean, I'm really into greeting cards. And I had mm-hmm. my business where I was trying to figure out how can I like make a fortune selling handmade greeting cards. And I was like, I just the the travel passion and the crafting just didn't quite mix very well. But I yeah. love the idea of that what it embodies, you know, like a print, a gift, a card, 
something that you're giving to someone else to bring them joy. And that's exactly how I marketed it for a little while. And that's what I want, wanted to do was I wanted to put in the greeting card category because mm-hmm. I wanted to give somebody their, something they're not going to throw away. Yeah. You know, and you get a green card and you throw it away and here's this majestic picture. Mm-hmm. So no one's going to throw that away, I hope. No. Yeah. Although I've, I've seen one of mine in a garage sale. What? <laughs> Yeah. Was it like in Nashville or? No, it was in, it was 50 miles away uh, in the next town over in what? Texas. <laughs> like when you like, you're an author and you see your book at Half Price Books. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Or like your album or something. Uh, are, you well, working on, are you working on an album right now? Yes. I have my second album coming out. It will be this summer. I have big plans for it. But yeah. I, again, it's like, I, I have the music. we're working on it. I see it coming together, but I'm like, I have a degree in marketing, but yet the marketing aspect of it, I'm like, I could do this and I could do this. And I just, I have to post on social media. It's really hard to market for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you could probably market for me super easy and I could probably market for you super easy. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to marketing for myself, I don't know. It's It's hard. Yeah. Like writing about yourself. Because I mean, well, yeah, and, and you're a humble person, so you don't want to be like, this great album of amazing <laughs> songs is coming out, you know, but somebody else could totally write that. You know? Like this album of majestic sparkle. Like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I use that. <laughs> Roll the disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that's so true. That's, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, maybe... I wonder if there's some kind of market out there for like just partnering with people like here, I'm going to market for you and you're going to market for me. You're going to tell me about your company. You're going to write it all down and then I'm just going to do it for you. And then you're going to do mine. And then we don't have to like, we can still be humble. And then I could be like, Joe's amazing photos. You need to buy them. Kelsey. Like, you know, it'd be like, Oh, it's someone else. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. So you always have different parts of the business that you need other people for. So exactly. It'd be cool to have a business that puts those people together. Yeah. And I think that's hard with, I mean, cause you're, you're creative and you're like, okay, I have this product. I'm trying to sell it. And like, if I want help, I have to pay for it or barter for it or something. I already just invested all this money in this album. I mean, you can bootstrap it yourself, but you may not also be the best person for it. So it's a interesting roller coaster. It is. It is. But the roller coaster eventually comes to a place where you uh, aren't going up and down all the time and you're leveling out and you're doing stuff. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and you're like, it's a, it's, it's a roller coaster that just perpetually goes up. Right. It just eventually, keeps going. eventually it goes back down. And you're going fast. <laughs> yes, exactly. There we go. And then you're just like coasting. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> coasting. Wow. That's really funny. Well, that's really exciting. So with living your best life, how can you get there? Well, you get there one step at a time. Mm -hmm. You get there, um, you know, knowing what you want to do in life, Mm -hmm. which I know a lot of people don't know what they want to do. But if you know the person you want to be, then you can start taking steps to be that person. And you'll find that, and I'm saying this for everybody listening, you'll find that you know, eventually all those opportunities are going to present themselves. But what you don't need to do is stay at home thinking about, well, who do I want to be? No, you need to get out there and be 
the person you want to be and just enjoy life, enjoy the people around you and get out there and do stuff. Yeah. And just so, so like going out there and just being whoever you are so that you can discover who you want to be. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you were saying you were out there in the minivan and, you know, you're kind of exploring yourself, figuring out who you are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, who knows, traveling might not be the future that you want, but you're out there giving it a shot. You're trying it out. And then you're going to have other opportunities come up where, you know, someone wants you to market. And then maybe you realize, you know, marketing is your thing. Or maybe that songwriting opportunity comes up where, and you're doing all these different things of things that you love to do and the opportunity is going to present itself. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that opportunity has presented itself to me many, many times with landscape photography and many, many times I have not been prepared. So where, like what, what, for example, like, um, like I'll have a company every once in a while that's a little bit bigger saying, Hey Joe, I want to license your pictures. Like, okay, here's a really good example. I had somebody recently want to use some of my Airstream pictures for Mm -hmm. a book, Mm -hmm. a book that's supposed to be going nationwide. Wow. And, you know, so I checked with Airstream and everything else, but I really don't know what to price my picture at for a book. So I ask friends and I ask people who might know, but none of my friends have ever experienced anything like that. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the dark and, you know, me and that person are still in touch, but now we're in touch like once every month instead yeah. of every two days. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're like, yeah, it just kind of falls off. Cause you're, I mean, it's, it's scary. Cause you're like, well, I don't want to bid like super high and then scare them off, but I also want to go super low and then undervalue my work. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of preparation. Mm-hmm. And when those opportunities come, you know, if I was prepared for something like that, you know, it would have been easy. Hey, yeah, it's $5,000 for this. It's a flat fee, blah, blah, blah. You can use it. And they're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So with, with that, how would you recommend being more prepared? Um, the way I would recommend being more prepared is by getting out there and, and, and do the stuff. So like, mm-hmm. like the only thing I can really relate it to is wedding photography mm-hmm. because I've been doing that for the last uh, 10 years. Absolutely. And when I first started in wedding photography, I was very low in price. I was like $800 or a thousand. And I didn't know what I was talking about. So people yeah. would ask me questions and I was like, well, I'll, I'll find out for you how much an album is. You know, I, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Fast forward 10 years doing it all the time. Now somebody comes up to me, I can answer any question that anybody has about anything at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, for any situation, any book or any, I have prices for it all. Yeah. And now I get 7,000 a wedding. Yeah. And the difference is, is that I'm very, very confident mm-hmm. in talking to these brides because I've experienced it all. Yeah. So I would imagine it's the same for any job, songwriting, marketing, anything, uh, podcasting, you know, if you do it long enough, you eventually uh, come across across all the situations that you have to handle and you understand it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like with a wedding, I mean, I, I've always just thought that like wedding photography, I mean, that's, that is a very special craft because like that's people's special day. Oh yeah. Like that's that one day they're spending like their entire life fortune on and it's like, they're going to make it perfect. And that's a lot of pressure on just everyone. Yeah. Well, and, and it's so hard for the couple because they only have one chance to get a 
wedding photographer and mm-hmm. if you have a smooth talking person who's not really good at photography, they could totally get that wedding. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such an important thing, it, but any of these situations are so important. So, you know, if somebody came up to you tomorrow and said, Kelsey, oh my gosh, I love that last song that you just came out with. I want to use it for this commercial that's going to air with Winnebago or whatever. And you might be like, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it might yeah, stump you. No, like but, it stumps me right now. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something that you just never think of. But what happens is you experience it once, you figure out the answer is probably too late. But yeah. I'm somebody approaches you, let's say like Thor comes up to you and says, Hey, we want to use your song. You're like, okay, well, I went through this with Winnebago and yeah. not to mention names and I'm not trying to. Yeah, we're not trying to like put any, any ideas in anyone's head. <laughs> That's right. Like, if, if but you if you want, want to, to contact either one of us about a theme song. I got some, I got some songs. We <laughs> <laughs> <You> may listen. <laughs> so, yeah. well, we'll send this podcast over. We'll just- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. But that's a really good point. And I think especially like with your creative products, I mean, that you've created, you also want to be so careful with like the contracts. And I was watching this movie of, it was Walt before Mickey. The oh, other yeah. Day. Yeah. And talking about how like this other company had licensed his work and that he didn't know. That that just blows my mind. Like I, I mean, even when I worked at like a corporate office, I put it in my contract. This company has no rights to any songs that I have written during the time I work here. <laughs> just yeah. that clear. <laughs> totally. Well, it's the same thing with the Ray Kroc movie. Uh, if you see how McDonald's yeah. was first formed, I think it's on Netflix. Okay. It, it's the same kind of situation where Ray Kroc swooped in, took McDonald's for himself from the people who made it, and now it's like a global phenomenon. Without him, it wouldn't have happened, but yeah. the contracts and stuff, yeah, it was wishy-washy. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, again, you have, to, you have to have so much that you think about. Yeah. So when do you, uh, like, where do you post these podcasts at? Um, well, I am about to launch. I was doing a 28, it was like a 28-day podcast challenge. Okay. And I was supposed to launch my podcast by the end of this month. Okay. But we were like ending our van trip halfway through. And then I went on this like five day trip for a bachelorette party by myself. I drove like 800 miles. Oh boy. Just in the weekend. And I'm like, you know what? I know the information from what they've posted. I'm not going to kick myself about not getting it up until maybe a week later. Yeah. As long as you're still doing it. I'm still doing it. Yes, absolutely. But I'm, I'm like, okay, well I really still need to record like my intro of the podcast and do my music and, do all of this, but I, I don't, I want to get it out there, but if I wait a couple extra days, so it's not super rushed, then it'll be a better presentation. Totally. Yeah. And nobody's going to know the difference between launching it today and launching it a month from now. It's yeah. still going to make the same impact. Well, I want, I really wanted to launch it with that group because I was like, well, then I have like this launch team, but then I thought, well, I mean, our RV group is so supportive and a yeah. lot of the interviews are within that group. So everyone's like, that's a built-in launch team. And that's a more engaged one anyways for me. So yeah. why don't I just, I'm like, I've been reading this book lately called The Aladdin Factor. And okay. it talks about like, you if you want something, you should ask for it. If you don't ask, no one will ever know. Yeah, totally. And I've been reading this book called The 80-20 Thing. Yeah. Which is, 
you know, 20% of your audience creates 80% of your revenue. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. The RV, you know, entrepreneur um, support group is just tremendous mm-hmm. and they're amazing people. We're all doing the same things and everybody wants to see everyone succeed. So yeah, yeah that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that so much about the group. Like you said, everybody's just super supportive and everybody's very engaged. I think it's also because we're, our friendships are mostly online and then they translate in person. Yeah. So we're all like super engaged online. But we're super excited to see everybody in person. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, it's really? here. I, I know like the RV summit this year, it was just, I feel like it was just so like soul filling. Mm-hmm. It just like nonstop, like I was exhausted all the time from just all of the conversations that I just, I was like, I can't, I don't want to be like working right now. I don't want to be like, I, I'll stay up to do my work later and sleep less because I just want to absorb more conversations. Yeah, totally. You know, and those conversations made me think so much. Like I, I just, I wasn't expecting to really like soul search during this mm-hmm. last RV entrepreneur, but I mean, I I really did a lot and uh, it was wonderful just to see so many things brought up by so many different people that made you think. Yeah. What were some of the conclusions that you came to? Well, some of the conclusions were that, you know, I wanted to really concentrate on what it is that I love to do. Yeah. You know, and and I think I was just getting kind of off base. I had just made this big, huge attempt to make the giving print everything. and it wasn't really going the direction that I wanted it to, Yeah, you know, and, and being a creative person, you know, it's like, I don't know if you do this, but like, if I don't get validation from mm-hmm. other people that my stuff is working, I kind of like, yeah. oh, they don't yeah. like it. Yeah. You know, and that's really easy for creative mm-hmm. people to do. Yeah. Whereas like a methodical thinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it would be like, okay, well, I'll just do the next step, you know? Yeah. But you're going, no, that's like my landscape and no one's buying it. Or that's yeah. my song and no one's commenting on it. Or, yeah. You know, and we feel like we have to get all the security from everybody else when we mm-hmm. just need to be secure in our own thoughts and our own passions mm-hmm. and just let them live their life out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can definitely relate to that. I'm trying to think like one of the other my second passion that I wrote down from the other day, it said like, first I want to feel free. But my second one was um, my life is ideal when I'm sharing my music with people who resonate with it. It's not, Oh, I just want to be a musician and I'm going to go like book these shows so I can be background music at this restaurant and make $300 for the evening. That won't give me any joy. Mm -hmm. I could play those songs at home and I don't know, I wouldn't make $300, but I'd still like, you know, it wouldn't give me the joy. Whereas like if I'm playing a show and I'm resonating with people, then I do get so much joy from that because someone has been impacted by it. Someone has listened to that song. Someone has seen this photo of their favorite place and it reminds them of these beautiful memories. Like they've connected with that. You know, I'll never forget this one night at a place called Tiffany Tavern in Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I had sang the dance at an open mic thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then this guy asked me to sing it again. I was like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> Looking back, and I kind of like sang it half-hearted. Yeah. And he came up to me. He said, you know, my brother died a couple days ago. And that was his favorite song. I was oh. like, oh, like, hit me. And then here I was. Yeah. Half-hearted. But this guy. You never know. You know it was 
filling him up big time. Yeah, you yeah. never know how much you're touching somebody else uh, until you know they verbalize it. And uh, but you have to understand that there are people who are listening for sure. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Have you, have you ever heard of Patreon? Uh, yes, I have heard of Patreon. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Have you? Patreon is, is a good vessel for someone like you. Well, because that's the thing. I I met someone at a conference a few months ago, and he's like, "Everyone needs Patreon. If you have a creative craft, everyone needs a Patreon." And I'm like, okay. "Well, you're making like thousands of dollars off your Patreon. You're you have these kick-ass videos. Like, some people I mean, do. Some people do make yeah. a lot of money off their Patreon. But other than that, like, I've always I don't know. I, I I'm kind of like on the fence about like what it would entail. I just want to make sure that I that you like you're providing a ton of value because mm. I remember when I was. 14 I played the show and my aunt said well after you finish go ask people to tip you and I was like ask people to tip mm-hmm. me <laughs> Gosh, how awkward am I like begging on the street like what I'm just like at this restaurant these nice people are just having their dinner and so I went around with the, the jar and I was like hi I'm the musician I should have just been like hi do you want to tip the musicians like they wouldn't have known I was up there <laughs> but I, I was like hi I'm the musician would you like to tip me yeah. <laughs> and this one guy was like, why should I? And I was like, you don't have to. Dang. I don't. I, he's like, well, what are you going to use the money for? I was like, I'm going to go to Tasmania someday and see Tasmanian devils because that's my dream. And he's like, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> he just wanted to know why. And so because of that, I wrote a parody and it's called This Boot Was Made for Tipping. Nice. And so I put out a single cowboy boot. And I play this boot. These boots are made for walking. And I say, this boot was made for tipping. And that's just what you'll do. One of these days, I'll make enough to buy the other shoe. <laughs> I like it. And it's that's funny, awesome. Because I'm literally telling funny. people, like, I hear the cash in your wallet. And I hear the change in your purse. My boot's looking pretty empty. But don't mind me. I've seen worse. You know, but it's <laughs> funny. And I'm being, like, good. super out there, like, put some money in this boot. But, yeah. I mean, it's funny because people will just be like, oh, ha-ha. And I'm like, I mean, you can just laugh and not do it. But See, I just send a six-year-old kid around everybody, can you tell my daddy? And there you go. See, that I just need funny. a child. That's what I need. <laughs> Maybe, like, someone else's child for a while. <laughs> Eventually, I'll have my own. <laughs> yeah, just, like, borrow a child. That's a business in itself. Can I borrow your child? Can I borrow your child? collection <laughs> well what i did it i had this show there's this great place in town where i play at and it's like an outdoor barbecue place and i bring i sing deep in the heart of texas and all the kids yeah. come up and they play with me and then i'll do a song where I, I sing my song duct tape my heart and i'll give them each a little duct tape keychain and then i'll play the tip boot song so like i i get them involved all the parents are taking photos they get something out of it. I give them something for free. And then all the kids are like, mommy, mommy, give me dollars. And they'll go up there and like in a line, like put dollar bills in the boot. It's kind of like a system down. Just That's cool. How to translate that digitally. I saw you playing at uh, a place like that recently on Facebook. Yeah, that's where it was. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting with Patreon. Like, have you thought about doing that for yourself? Yeah, you know, I have a songwriting page up there. <laughs> I haven't told anybody I about know it. You had that. I, I haven't told anybody. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You don't. If you want to put this in, you can. But uh, um, yeah, just patreon.com slash Joe Hendrix. Okay. <laughs> but it was for the Go Giving Print. And okay. I had, you know, 150 bucks coming in a month for Giving Print. Hey. But that's not, not how I wanted to run it. So yeah. with, with the Patreon thing, I said, well, 
you will get access to all my songs through YouTube. Um, if you pay a little bit more, you'll get a free download of everything. And then I had another tier, which was, you know, you give me ideas, I'll write custom songs about it. Because one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. things to do is just to make up songs on the go. I love it. Yeah. You know, it's like, and for me, like, I feel like I could pop those out when I'm in the mood. Yeah, because when you're in the mood. <laughs> when you're not in the mood, it's really hard. Like, ugh, the song, like, I'm Yeah. <laughs> But sometimes I'm in the mood in the middle of an open mic and I'll have like 50 people out there. I'm like, give me a subject. And like the last one, somebody gave me a uh, hard boiled nuts. What? So, so I made like a song about the nuts and everybody was cracking up. It was pretty funny. So like if I gave you a subject right now, you could just write a song. Probably. I don't know. Okay. Um, you want me to try it? Yes. Let's do it. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, I go. I'll do it with guitar. Okay. Um, how about a song about positivity? Positivity, okay. All right. I try to come up with a, a different tune. Okay. I'm positive about it. I know you don't know. But I can write about it every time I go home. I know it doesn't make sense. How I feel right now But I find my way around it Somehow Cause I'm positive It's gonna be a hit I'm positive You're gonna like it And I'm positive It's gonna make a smash Cause I'm positive you ain't never seen nothing like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is that is a pure talent right there. I I could definitely see something around that. That was amazing. I just like to uh word vomit and stuff. <laughs> no, no, because it, like it's totally just like I and I don't anyone who can just like come up with stuff just right at the moment. I'm just so impressed. <laughs> it's, it's usually a lot funnier. Like when I uh, do it at open mics, cause I'll, I'll notice stuff because mm -hmm. people don't think I'm making it up. Some people yeah. think like I've already done it. Yeah. So I'll pick out stuff that I see and mm -hmm. I'll put it into the song because I mean, otherwise they just think I'm like uh, hood, hood swallow, well, whatever it's called. Oh my god. I don't know what's yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that was> like. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. We should do that like in between sessions next year at RVE Summit. Like you just like write songs about the audience and keep them distracted while we're like putting people's microphones on. Oh, that would be so crazy. Huh? <laughs> I will suggest this to the, to yeah. the bosses. You could be like, dump your black dink. <laughs> yes can you play just can you write an album of like you can just like partner with liz and just yeah. be like i'm gonna write songs to go with your book there you go yeah liz wilcox <laughs> one of our friends she has this book called tales from the black tank mm -hmm. and it's just like i i don't really know if it needs any more explanation than that i think it's just like it needs an eerie theme song <laughs> tales from the black tank <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yes. And all the hilarious things that happen with hashtag RV life. 
So um, if you had an album about all of those types of things, I think that would be pretty great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I would definitely listen to that. I mean, there was a songwriter in Virginia that would play at our songwriting competition, and he had all these, like, funny songs. Like, my, the only one I remember, which was my favorite, was the potty training song. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, every, okay. I'd just be dying every time. <laughs> dying. <laughs> So funny because I I just, I've never really been able to write humor, so I just I I'm so attracted to it. It's just yeah. so amazing. Yeah, most of the times when I write, I'm like usually uh, that's been the what I say with my life is that mm-hmm. I haven't written a lot of songs since I've been married because my life's been good. Yeah, it's not kind of the problem. In it you don't anymore. have problems, yeah. so you don't write about anything. <laughs> oh I yeah, I mean that. I had so many girlfriends I'd write songs about. Like you mm-hmm. can you can you know, chronalize my life. Yeah. <laughs> same. I was dating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny how that works. Yeah. Cause you're just like this song. That's just, that one's for me. That was, that was a bad, it was a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Well, next time we'll have to do a song about like something with our being like dumping the black tank or something. That'd be pretty amazing. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll start thinking about it. You think about it. <laughs> think about it well joe it's just been it's been so much fun to just talk through all of this and what i just want to know um what advice would you give for someone who they're like i want i want to live my life mm-hmm. what can i do today to get started get out there and live it just like literally um whatever makes your heart pound what just moves you no matter how expensive or cheap it is, if it's just like helping people out at your local church or, you know, working at a food bank or, you know, trading stocks on the stock exchange and you've just always wanted to go to New York and go figure it out, seriously, like get your butt out there and do it because you have one life. You're not going to do any good for yourself sitting on the couch moaning and groaning about it. Get up. And, yeah. you know, we're not going to always feel like getting up. So when you do feel like that, do it. Because yeah, there's so that's many days so where true. I'm not motivated enough to get out. <laughs> yeah, that's just like when you feel the urge, like just act on it. Act on it. Totally. Act on it immediately. Oh, I yeah, love that. Yeah, get some people to hold you accountable. Yeah. Hopefully an RV entrepreneur. Yeah, hopefully like in our community, you should join us. It's great. <laughs> well, I have some rapid fire questions for you. Oh, okay. You ready? Are you ready? Ready for that? They're positively delighted rapid fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they're gonna be fun. Okay. okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, name one thing that makes you happy. Tacos. Name one thing that you're grateful for. Uh life. Favorite song you've ever written? Ooh, Rodeo and Juliet. Ooh, oh, tell us some of that one. Uh, favorite picture you've ever taken. Uh, he is risen. Okay. Favorite okay. book? Favorite book. Um, the Bible. Okay. Podcast that you're listening to right now. I listen to Gary V. Okay. Okay. Something that you do for fun. Run. Something on your bucket list. To live my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I would I have I, a bucket list. I would have a bucket list. <laughs> Right. I know. I'm like, I don't exactly have one either. So when, you know, we'll, we'll keep each other accountable to do that. There you go. <laughs> I'm really curious though, like with the bucket list, like at what point will you check off? Like I lived my life. Is that just at the end there? You're just going to be like done. At the end of it. Hopefully you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully you look back with no regrets. 
There we go. Oh, it's so good. Hopefully, that's the dream, right? It's the dream. Yes. So, where is a good place for people to reach you? Uh, my website, joehendricks.com. Okay. There's all right. On there. And you can follow all your all your travels and everything there. You can get uh, to Instagram. Like on Instagram, I teach people photography mm-hmm. and stuff. But joehendricks.com pretty much has everything on it. Yes. Okay. What about your music? Does it have your music on there? My music is pretty much only on YouTube okay. right now. Okay. And most of it's private. So right. I will have to make a channel that's separate. Yeah. So like if someone's like, I, I want to live my life mm-hmm. and I want to be inspired by the song, I want to live my life, where can I buy it? Uh, I need to record it. <laughs> so on your bucket list, record song. Record my new song. <laughs> it, it, it's already copywritten in with ASCAP and everything. Like, I oh, do that. Good job. Okay, so you've already got that. that that's like the, the hardest part. So you just do that. Yeah, but like I use my little microphone to record <laughs> stuff. Nice. Yeah. Well, Joe, it's been so much fun. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Kelsey, it's been my pleasure and it's so good talking to you again. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Joe Hendricks and his song, I Want to Live My Life. You can find the link to the YouTube video of this song and all the links for connecting with Joe in the show notes of this episode at PositivelyDelighted.com. In the episode, I mentioned that Joe should record this song so we can all buy a copy. So I have one little favor to ask you before we go today. If you love this song, please go to the show notes and follow the link to his YouTube video. Then comment on it and say, Joe, record this song. Let's see how many people we can share this message with and how far the song can go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Positively Delighted Show. Be sure to head over to PositivelyDelighted.com to get the show notes for this episode. If you like the show so far and you've been learning a lot from the content, I would love if you could go to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app and leave a review. You would be my favorite person ever. Thank you so much again, and I hope you have a positively delighted day. See you next time.